were the ones who love you so. Be a shoulder to cry on when you're in need. They'll never leave you alone. Good morning, good morning. How many times did I see that? Three times. Eh? All right. Welcome to Farm Life, your regular family enhancement program that helps all of us to get better and to be a better version of ourselves in order to be able to have meaningful and wonderful relationships with our siblings, with our parents, with our family members, with our significant others, and with our spouses, and within the nice and wonderful family setting so that its effect then becomes positive on the community, on the society, the nation, and the world at large. My name is Michael Mensah, and today we are going to have a conversation about connected. How do we relate with our siblings, our parents, and our in-laws in our marriages? Are there any do's and don'ts? Are there any things we should be careful about or not careful about? We'll take a spot of music and then we'll come right back and introduce my wonderful panelists to you. And you can keep your conversations or your messages coming on 0549-986-996. How is your relationship like with your in-laws, with your siblings, even though you are married? How was it before? How is it now? Is it positive? Is it negative? Are there any lessons we can learn from you as well so we can share with the rest of the world? So please stay tuned. And we'll be right back.
like before and then when you get into the marriage setting maybe married for a year five years 20 years 30 years what is the whole dynamic and how can it or should it play out i introduce my wonderful panelist and then we go right into the conversation 
So to my right is a fine, handsome gentleman, Mr. Isaac Omari Granting. He's a director of Save Marriage Foundation. And what they do is that they are into premarital counseling as a, for groups and individuals. They also do marriage counseling for groups and individuals. They organize corporate seminars on relationships for churches, organizations, and other institutions. Uh, he's a wonderful brother and a wonderful man, a family man and a husband. So, yeah, applaud the same for <laughs> Mr. Isaac Mario Cranting. Next on the block is our own dear sister, Mrs. Opori Wokra, who is an entrepreneur and a counselor. And she doesn't want me to say that she's my big sister. <laughs> that she, well, she would knock me when I was a little boy. Yeah. <laughs> Keeping me on the street and narrow. She's, she's, we all refer to her as our big sister because she's a wonderful woman. And <coughs> she's sitting here looking so gorgeous as well this morning on this cool, cool new month. One more person will be joining us, and when she does, I'll introduce her as well. So, welcome, lady and gentlemen. Thank, Thank you. you. All right. I hope the coolness of the weather has not affected you. <laughs> ah. <laughs> we are managing. You see, way back when we were in school, when it started raining heavily, then somebody <coughs> would say, show me the way to go home. <laughs> I'm tired. I want to go to bed. Then somebody <laughs> would say, oh, I want some hot bodo uh -huh. to eat with my hot choco. <laughs> so maybe some hot bodo and some hot choco would not be bad this morning. You know, you yes. Know. So let me start with uh, Isaac. When we speak about relationships, I mean, a person is not married, maybe they are now getting ready to get married and stuff. What should normally be the kind of relationship that should exist between siblings for, on one side and between the person and their parents on the other side? What's, what's the kind of relationship that should exist if we can set the our baseline or the ground, sure. the ground dimensions? Yes. Right. Thank you so much and good morning to our cherished listeners. Um, I'm happy to be here this morning, and yeah. I want to thank you for the opportunity. We're happy to have you. Um, I strongly believe that there are key stakeholders in everything that we do in this life. Mm -hmm. So when you are young and you are preparing to be married, mm -hmm. you need to identify those key uh, stakeholders and ensure that you develop um, cordial relationships with all of them. Because generally, once you move from one phase to the other, you are going to have um, that experience and encounter with them as well. So um, the relationship that you have with your siblings is very, very key okay. uh, because it can make or make you when you get to the next phase um, of, your, of your life. Again, um, you can't do anything without you know, getting approval from your parents. And, and so it's very important that you know how to relate with them um, even when you are a single adult or you are not married, because when, again, you move to the next phase of your life, um, they will be needed. They are very critical and very important um, in helping you do a few things. And in-laws, uh, it's also very uh, important because once you get married, you you are not only going to be connected um, to your spouse. Um, there's going to be an extension, and by extension, we have other uh, stakeholders who will come in whether you like it or not and you need to have a relationship with them from day one a very cordial one so that um, when you move to the next phase um, you will be able to um, you know manage all these things let me say that 
they can't really make or make you. Okay. So you need to manage these relationships very well. They can't make or unmake you. So you need to manage these relationships very well. Wonderful. All right. Let me welcome uh, the lady with the bright eyes. This is my Rose Saki, entrepreneur and counselor. Welcome. Thank you very much. All right. Good morning. Good morning. Okay, so let me go to Mama Ufo. What we, uh, Isaac just said that it's important to have a very wonderful relationship with your siblings pre-marriage because then they form an integral part of your life, help you to reflect and respond and react positively. What is your take on it also? Is it a giving that every family, every individual will have a wonderful relationship with their siblings and their parents or the it requires a special <coughs> attitude particularly when you are a young adult maybe going into the stage of getting married okay good morning everybody out there listening okay so to your question um no man is an island okay. no man is an island it doesn't matter what you think or how you see it or how you see yourself, you definitely have to interact with others. Mm -hmm. And the first place or the best place to learn how to interact with others and to live with people and to cope with people and to tolerate people and understand people is the home. And if you have siblings or any member of your household, it will be in your interest to learn to understand them and to live with them in peace and cordiality. Um, we are all different and therefore the home and particularly with, with your siblings is a really good starting point to learn how to live with people and understand people because we all have our whims and caprices and idiosyncrasies and we have to just learn to adjust. Not everybody is like us. In fact, no, people will not be like us. And so just like we expect others to understand us and tolerate us, so must you learn to live with other people, your siblings, understand them and tolerate them and do it in a loving way. Don't do it grudgingly and out of, you know, I don't have a choice. I don't have an option. So I'm doing do it because it is good for you. You will need when you move out of home, even these, um, these interactions with siblings and things will put you in a good place when you go into the workspace and then when you get into marriage. So those will be my initial comments. Thank you. I'm the man this morning. <laughs> All right, thank you, Marie. So I want to bring in another perspective. Uh, both Isaac and Ophir <coughs> have said that it helps you to learn how to interact with people. Is it the case that sometimes some siblings don't get along well at all? There's competition, there's favoritism, there's rivalry, there's all the negative notes and points that you can bring out, and if that is the case, is it likely to have any direct bearing or indirect bearing in their future marriage and how they, it may affect even their relationships with these same siblings, their parents, and subsequently their in-laws? Because if they are at loggerheads 
or do not get on well with their own siblings, is it not likely to have or is it likely to have an effect in future when they are married on how they relate to their siblings in law as well? What do you think? Yes, good morning again to all the listeners and um I think that um it's not always the case that you have everything rosy or mm-hmm. everything on the same level when it comes to um, siblings. Even mm-hmm. twins mm-hmm. sometimes have issues. Yeah, okay. So some of these things are also um, determined by the tempo, the, the tempo that the parents set in the house. Mm-hmm. Some parents don't make it a priority to bond their children. Okay. They just have them and allow them to be who they are. But you know, we have different temperaments. We are born at different times, Mm. different situations. Mm. Sometimes some children, maybe especially the first ones, they make a lot of sacrifices for those who come. By the time that uh, child was born, the parents were not, you know, um, didn't have so much. So Mm. she sacrifices (coughs) in some of the, um, um, let's say, um, even rural areas, if I should say, or some were work finding work is difficult. Sometimes you find that even the first one or two may have to even sacrifice their education to help parents um, earn money, help take care of the younger ones that will be coming and all that. So you find the younger ones maybe going get the education or going further in education-wise and all that. Some of these things can breed jealousy because um, they will think, yeah, and especially when they see the younger one doing well yeah, okay. and he's educated and then things are going rosy for them mm-hmm. and they may have put their lives on the line okay. where they are not taught, the younger ones are not taught to respect the older ones mm-hmm. and all that. They, they rub it in the face that they're educated. You, you don't know anything, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It can breed jealousy. Mm-hmm. It can breed some kind of competition. Mm-hmm. So I think that um, it is more on the parents when it comes to bringing that kind of balance or harmony in the home amongst children, it is parents who have to teach their children how they can live peaceably amongst themselves, you know. I remember many years ago when we were kids, and um, we always had a lot of um, external family members living with us. So we were many in the house. We were already many. And then we had all these external... And I I think my father observed that... um, we were talking rudely to ourselves okay. and all that. Uh, sometimes my father, um, it's not all the time he likes to, you know, lecture you and all that. Okay. So he does his yearly annual lecture like the presidential <laughs> Christmas, New Year. Then he'll give us the whole plan for the year, the okay. agenda for the year, okay. and what he expects of us and all that. Mm. So along the line, when he picks things like that, he put it in some word. And I remember, I was little, but I remember this particular one. Because my mom was a teacher, we had slates and all those things in the house. Okay. So he used a chalk to write on a slate. Mm. Speak politely wow. and behave politely to yourselves. And then okay. he put it on top of the fridge. Wow. So every time you go there, yes, you will yes, see it. Yes, and yes. it almost became like a, a mantra to us. Okay. We used to say it all the time. I don't know whether we really acted it, but... <laughs> It, 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 it helped us a lot, okay. you know. So as a parent, you, when you observe how your children behave, I remember once between um, a sibling and myself, mm. um, I took my siblings, then I promised that I'll pay, you okay. know. I took something and I said, I'll pay. Mm. And I wasn't paying. And, um, you know, we have a lot of boys in the house. So mm. 
the boys were like, oh, collect your thing, oh, collect your money and all that kind of thing. <laughs> and they were giving funds to the, my other sibling. Yeah. And it, it, it became some kind of, my father called us. And there are things I, I remember and it has taught me throughout life. Mm. And he spoke to us and he said, now you see yourselves like young, but you don't know who will become a support in the future mm-hmm. and all that kind of thing. So we should be generous. Mm-hmm. If your uh, your sibling has collected something, she can't even pay. She mm-hmm. learned to be able to let go okay. because it's your sibling. Show mm-hmm. her love mm-hmm. and all that kind of And he had to speak and speak. And. So occasions he will call maybe the two that have an mm-hmm. issue and talk to them and, 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 and let them see how you view things in life, in real life, because we'll not remain children forever. And some of these things are imbibed for future life as well. Mm -hmm. I remember I always said that my my father used to tell me when I cook, when I I cook Mm -hmm. and my food is not nice, (laughs) he would, when he tastes the food, if it's salty, the first question, who cooked the food? And if it's you, <laughs> you have to come and stand and answer, why uh, is there too much salt? Because he didn't, he didn't eat too much salt. Okay. Or he'll tell you, eh, when you marry in future, and he always told me, when you marry in future, mm-hmm. maybe your husband will not be like me. Okay. And I think it really helped me. Mm-hmm. Maybe your husband will not be like your brothers. Okay. And he always told ma- Yes, you. all okay. the time. All the time. When you marry in future, if you don't take it, if you don't learn how to cook well and all that, and he'll say, they'll put your food in in bottle. That's a test tube. <laughs> and then bring it to the lab for it. <laughs> so it was, it's a, it was a way of preparing me for the future okay. and teaching me how to live with my siblings mm. and all the other people who lived in the house. Mm-hmm. And so I think it, it's very important. Despite our differences, our yeah. uniqueness as individuals, yeah. or that kind of, there's some people naturally, no matter what you do, they are not happy, mm. but then how to accommodate your siblings. Mm-hmm. And when you're able to do that, it helps you relate. <coughs> like our sister said that, um, Reverend Ofo, <laughs> it, it helps you to be able to adjust in other places, mm. places, workplace, um, when you marry, mm. how to relate to your in-laws, how to relate to other people mm-hmm. you meet even in social gatherings and all that mm-hmm. it helps you a personable person it helps you mm-hmm. become a personable and then um it helps you also to be able to become sociable you know otherwise you find somebody always in their shell mm-hmm. and all that so it's not um a given that um all siblings love themselves okay. some siblings don't love themselves you know some siblings don't love that but we work at it okay. we work at it I remember one of my siblings, she used to, I don't know why I'm remembering so many things now. She used to tell me, um, she was my elder sister and I used to look up to her, but I was way younger than her. So I used okay. to get things free easily than okay. she was getting. Okay. So even when she had something nice, oh, this thing is nice. I like it. When, when, if you don't like it again, give it to me. So no, I don't give it to you. You get your things easy, easy. I don't give it to you. I'll give it to you. Then we had this cousin living with me okay. and I'll give it to this cousin of ours. Okay. And he, I used to feel like, oh, why? Why? Mm. So when we grew up to a certain, like in the teenage years, mm. I intentionally mm-hmm. went at that to okay. build that bond, bond okay. you know, we, to build that bond between me and my sister for mm-hmm. us to, and I think one time to my father talked to us that we have to learn to, okay. and, and now it's like, I don't even have to ask. She reserves it for me. She's giving it to me. She does, she, you know, she does so many things for me, which I really enjoy and I love because okay. it makes you feel that you have somebody who thinks so much about you and who makes you feel special. Okay. So these are some of the things that, um, I think we have to 
um, look at. It's not a given, but we can work at it. Okay. We can work at it. Once you find out, you can work at it because you need your siblings, no matter what. No matter how best you become or how good you become in future, what good marriage you get and all that, you still need family. Family is very important. You still need family. Family is very important. And you said it's not a given. Yeah. It must be deliberate. Yeah. All right. So let me come to Papa Isaac. Isaac, uh, does this kind of relationship with our siblings and with the people we love, like our parents, does it have to change when we marry? Okay. So thank you so much. It, mm. it, it depends on the given situation. Mm-hmm. If, if, it's not, if it's not good enough, then you need to work on it. Okay. If it's good enough, you need to maintain it. Okay. So um, as we grow up mm. and uh, as we live together with our siblings, as we try to be nice to each other and improve upon our relationships, and then we are able to move it from where it is to the next level. So when you are connected to them, it helps you to build a certain foundation for the next phase. You are able to connect with your spouse. You are able to connect with your in-laws and again with your siblings. We don't have to change that situation because mm-hmm. like she said it is family you mm-hmm. you you need family to be with you through and through okay in our dna we call it the support systems mm-hmm. um you can't you can't do without them so you need to be connected with them and okay. for your siblings it's very key like she said mm-hmm. i would love to look at the foundation okay like she said mm-hmm. because if that is wrong yes it becomes difficult for us to connect when we when we move away, okay? okay. So, for example, um, like she said, if we are unable to help our children to get to know themselves, yes. it becomes a problem. Mm-hmm. If we project, if we project a child who has special abilities above those who have, let's say, special needs, it becomes another challenge for them. As they grow up, they think that, oh, um, mommy doesn't like me, daddy doesn't like me, and they are always interested in the one with the special um, ability. We need to watch that. Again, she made another profound statement about the temperament. Mm -hmm. Our children are not the same. I have three. Mm -hmm. One and three are very calm. Very (laughs) introverted. Number two, it's not. Okay. If I want information from one and three, I'll yes. have to vol- I have to go for it. Okay. But number two would for, willingly, for even be, before asking, it will be like provided. Sure. Okay. So in dealing with them, if you're not very careful, it yes. may look like you are always connecting with number two. Okay. Because number two is very outgoing, outgoing, extroverted, you know, extroverted, and, and mm. will always come with an issue. Mm. So, what do we do with this? How okay. how how can we handle this? Okay. Number one and number three uh, won't come. Mm. So, in dealing with them at this level, yes. in bringing them together to let them understand that yes, um, you are from the same space, mm. but then there are differences. It doesn't mean um, it should create problems for you. Okay. You should learn to accommodate. All that. Mm-hmm. So when you move from this level to the other, you can still keep the bond. Mm-hmm. Else, if we do, we as parents don't work on it right now. Yeah. They grow up thinking that, oh, um, they are favorites, like Jacob and Esau. Mommy is interested in a, mm-hmm. daddy is also interested yeah. in, in another. Okay. Even our parenting styles mm-hmm. can create problems for siblings when they grow up. Okay. 
Okay, so okay. Uh, daddy is stern, very strict, mm. and will, 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 will let things be done the way it ought to. Mm. Uh, mommy is always there to say, oh, why are you being hard on them and all that? <laughs> so gradually they grow up and think that, oh, uh, daddy doesn't, you know, really like, like mm. and all that. The mommy is always there for me. Okay. And they grow up and they gravitate towards mothers. Okay. I'm not saying... I mean, vice versa. Okay, okay, so it can happen where the children grow up and they gravitate towards one side mm -hmm. of the equation mm -hmm. and they have nothing to do with um, um, their, yeah, their other right. parents or siblings. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when they have issues yes. and we fail as parents to deal with them rightly, okay. some of them will not tell you, but mm -hmm. it's in there. Okay. So they grow up not liking themselves. They mm -hmm. dislike themselves from day one. Okay. And once they get married, yes. it ends... The transaction. Okay. So they move in that tangent and nothing you do will connect them to okay. their other siblings. So I'm looking at it from the parents' point of view. Mm. Like she said, we need to deal with those issues right now. Because mm. as we speak, for some of us, we've gone through a certain phase. Yes. If we, we are still carrying heads and other yes. things and yes. we've not been able to deal with them, mm. then it means that it's going to affect um, uh, our relations going forward. So for me, it depends on how we manage the pre. Okay. That will surely affect the post. Um, the post. So in, in, in line with what you said, then does it then stand to reason that if the family setting where an individual feels maligned, does not have a sense of belonging, then for them, marriage may rather be an escape route. Sure. And sure. so they will not... They are, they are, so they are living in order to be able to abandon the ship in which they are from, which they don't tend to like or love. Sure. That, that, that's perfect. So we have situations like that where um, they are just willing and ready to leave. Okay. Not because they are happy to do that. Okay. But it's because they just are not comfortable with the conditions at home. Okay. They think they are being maligned. Mm. Um, parents don't like them. Okay. Um, they are the least when it comes to giving goodies and all that. Mm -hmm. And once they form that impression in their minds, yeah. the next phase is that, how can I move out? Okay. And this is not like out there where after 18, yeah. so uh, yeah. when would 18 arrive? Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh -huh. 18, say, bye bye. Now I, I'm on my own. Yeah. <laughs> I have my independence. <laughs> independence now. It's not like that here. Okay. For us, 18, 19, 20, they will still be living yes, with us. So, yeah. It is possible. Carrying trunk and trouble. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so a lot of them would want to opt out. Okay. If we are not dealing with some of these issues yeah, very well mm -hmm. at home, they will, they will move out. Mm -hmm. And in areas where um, they are no parental control, they yeah. will even abandon you. Mm -hmm. oh, in certain yeah. areas, I mean, parents really don't have control over everything. Yes. And even by 10, 11, 12, mm -hmm. you find some of them doing things for themselves. Okay. Patching with other friends and other things. So by that mm -hmm. time, they will just move out and you would not even um, 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 have any relationship with them going wow. forward. So, so this then brings out the critical element that the pre yeah. has the foundation, the foundation yeah. has significant bearings on the marriage and the relationship with the, all the people involved after. You know, there's something that I, I find, there's a current trend that mm. I find very problematic, okay. especially with middle class and upper class people. Okay. We are training our children mm. to be very individualistic. And mm. um, we build big houses yes. and each room is unsuite. Okay. So every child has their own room mm. and their own bathroom. Okay. 
And I find that so, so problematic. Okay. I remember when we were building our house, you know, that, that the architect was going to do that. I said, no, 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 no. The children will share, apart from the master bedroom and the guest room, which yes. will be unsweet, yes. the children will share one bathroom. Okay. So they learn to rub off against each wow. other. Okay. Get into each other's space. You didn't clean the bathroom. Mm. You wet the floor. Mm. You did this. And they will learn to live with each other and tolerate each other. Okay. Now, everybody has their own room. Then they are there with their TV and mm. with their whatever, their gadgets. Gadget. And they are there alone. And mm. they don't mix with each other. They serve their food and then they go to their room. So we are training our children to be individualistic. Mm. And it doesn't it's not it's not training them for the real world. Okay. It's not independence. It's individualistic. Like it's individualistic. Yes, yes. And it's we are not training them for the real world because you will go into secondary school, into boarding school, and you will have to share. You will go into the workspace and you have to you can't be individualistic in the workspace. And so let's watch the foundation. Let's watch. I mean, I think it's a very, very critical part of our upbringing. You know, the way we bring up our children these days. I mean, middle class, especially, and upper class people. So what you are, if I'm getting you right, what you're saying is that either intentionally or unintentionally or ignorantly in trying to make them have comfort or mm-hmm. so we mm-hmm. think mm-hmm. we are bringing them up to be socially inept. Yes, totally, totally. So they have little tolerance yes. for each other. They must yes. have their way because yes. if you want to watch a movie and the TV is in your room, you watch it when you want to watch yes. it. But if the TV is in the hall or in the in the lounge, you have to, you have negotiate. to negotiate. <laughs> and say, so "Today we are watching football. Next time, watching whatever." Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. then that's that's a critical point then. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, it's true. It's true. So wouldn't that even like affect the marriage? In itself? my home like yeah. this, uh, no nobody has a TV in their room. So and I've got deliberate. all boys. Yeah, that's, that's very deliberate. deliberate. <laughs> I've got all boys okay. and they watch 20 f- football 24/7. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I don't watch anything. <laughs> From EPL <laughs> to Euro this <laughs> to Champions League. Yeah. I oh, I know everything. I know it all. <laughs> you know, and so sometimes I say, "Oh, I get the remote and I said, now it's my I turn. Think, All of you are going to watch uh, what I am watching, you okay. know. And so, yeah, so it's vital. It's vital. They don't like it, but yes, I mean, you know. So then that can even affect the marriage itself before we look at the dynamics of how to play with the other siblings. And siblings oh, yes, yes, yes. Because yes, if you are used to having things your way, mm-hmm, then mm-hmm, if your spouse difficult. comes mm-hmm. into your space, mm-hmm. You think that he or she is intruding? Yes, 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 yes. So, I need my Marie. space. I need my space. That's all the cry these hmm, days. Okay. I need my space. I need mm. my space. When people are taught to live all by themselves, like so, she's saying. So, for parents and even yet to be parents listening to us, what should their posture be going forward? I think parenting is a deliberate or an intentional decision mm. a couple make okay. to bring them ch- their children up. Mm in a certain way that they will fit society. Okay. It should be fit for purpose. Mm. I always say that sometimes we train our children as if they are for us. Mm. We don't even give them any independence. But they, the children are not for you. You are only a custodian. Yeah. 
You're only a custodian. God right. has given them to you. You are you are building them up for society. Mm. So you have to let them be able to fit the puzzle of society. Okay. If they can't fit that puzzle, then they can't function. Okay. Or then they become uh, um, uh, troublesome in the mm. society, more or less. A misfit. And, and misfit. Misfit, yeah. So we have to be intentional, calculate, and know that <clears throat> these children, when they grow up, like my father always told me, when you grow up, you will not marry me. Mm-hmm. You yeah. don't marry none of your brothers. Okay. You marry somebody, and then he'll play a certain scene to me, and I'll say, hey. <laughs> yes, because in my mind, I didn't know that scene ever existed. Okay. But you tell me, hey, maybe you go and marry somebody who is like this, who is like that. Mm. And then I would sit down and think, okay. you know. So he was not training me for himself. Mm. He was training me for my husband. For the real world. Yes, for the real world. Okay. And, and probably that is why I'm able to have all these shock absorbers mm. to be able to... because. You're able to uh, live with people and accommodate people. And and I think that every parent should try and also, even if you don't have that time and all that, boarding house is very, very important. It has helped a lot of us, Mm -hmm, those who mm -hmm, went to boarding mm -hmm, house. mm -hmm. Even if you are not trained in the house to learn to accommodate to people, accommodate people, when you come to the boarding house, you will surely be forced to do that Mm -hmm. because your mom is not there, your dad was not there. When they give you uh, uh, um, uh, to Uh eat, (laughs) you have no choice. You have to eat it. You have to have your social duty. You Mm -hmm. do it. You have to sleep with people in the dormitory, Mm -hmm. people snoring, Mm -hmm. all that. You have to adjust to it. Mm -hmm. And and you have no choice. Um, The lines, you go and then you don't have your own line. (laughs) Go and hang your things by somebody's and all that. So it it, it helps a lot. It helps adjust people. So we have to try as much as possible to give our children some of these exposures as well because all the bedding can be on you to do it. Mm. I mean, we need other people also to help us shape these children to fit society, to fit marriage, to fit workplace, to fit all the various places that Mm. you find yourself or find your children being when you are not there. Because your children will not always be where you are. They will be without you at a point. And how will they function? Will they be able to fit in? Will they be happy? Sometimes we train our children such that when they go out there, they're never (coughs) happy. Because they put up a certain attitude which people don't like. And they're always, you know, pushed away. Mm. So we, apart from just doing that, we should also try and have pep talks about life with our children. We shouldn't just assume that they know. That's why a lot of people, a lot of parents don't do that. They don't have time to talk to their children mm-hmm. about life. All okay. they know is stop, stop. Why should I stop? <laughs> stop. Don't, do, don't go here. Don't, instructions. Yeah, okay. But we should have pep talks with them. Mm-hmm. Tell them about life, the reality of life. Okay. Tell them, be real. Tell them about your life challenges, experiences mm-hmm. you've gone through, how mm-hmm. you've been e- e- able to evolve to who you are today. Okay. And so that they will also learn from it. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we always want, we're all first in class when we're in school. <laughs> <laughs> and all that. So we, we should be able to tell them the truth and let them be real and Memory. know how... We, uh, um, we as parents, we have been able to go through life and um, experience or live with others and, and get to where we are. A lot of marital issues these days yes. is my space. Okay, my space. My space is a big thing. <coughs> my space. He's married, but, or he's married, but he's talking about my he's space mm. and all that. I need space, self-love, all mm. those kind of things. <laughs> and the self-love is part of my space. I need, I need time for myself mm-hmm. and all that. So we have to um, 
do a lot. It's parenting is not easy, but we have to make sure that we put these children on a good stage where okay. they can build from good foundation where they can build from it's it's very important wow. and uh, i think also that you can when you sit back you can tell your children like he rightly said you study your children and mm-hmm. as he's saying um there was another thought that came in like his two children who are introverted mm-hmm. and then the middle one who is extroverted and always yeah. if you don't take care supposing maybe the two were extrovert and the middle one was introvert mm-hmm. you'll be drawing closer to her because you'd want to and before you realize you become Closer. too close mm-hmm. so you have to watch all these but okay. it's not easy okay. it's not easy when you have sometimes i wonder but um we were many and i wonder how my parents did it i always say that <laughs> my mom especially when she passed Everybody was talking was like my mom was her padipa, and I know my mom was her padi, but so everybody was so my she mom's was the favorite of everybody. Yes, she was. Okay. Yes, everybody nice. thought. Everybody thought she they was were the favorite. favorite. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yes. The yes. people have yes. it's it's yes. it's and it's a gift. I mean, exactly. some people can make everybody feel so that special. special. Yeah, and isn't it? fact that we are bringing out that favoritism should not exist in any Even family. Even in family, yes. Because yes, but that, somehow because that brings dysfunctionality. Mm. For me, I said that if I want to be naughty. And you ask me, do I have a favorite? I would say yes. And then I'll go on to say all of them. Oh, no. But see, in just in the event that I don't get to complete the statement, everybody will be wondering who so I say no. Just in the case I don't get to complete it. Because you know because that alone creates a lot of distortion and dysfunctionality in the family. Because why should like uh, Isaac said, why should somebody be a preference over another because maybe he's sharp or does all the things you ask him or her to do, or they'll come to you. I remember once uh, a session we were having, so my parents said, when he comes from work, this is younger child will come, pick his ba- bag from the vehicle, take it to the room, ask him how the day was. So he realized that he was naturally drawing to him. And I said, if you, are, if you don't watch it, if even the other siblings need something, they will go to that person. He said, yes. exactly that's what I said, yes. Mm-hmm. So they think that she's your favorite. Mm-hmm. So then I said, so when she comes to your room, go with her to the other room, to the, where the other children are, and ask them, how they are they being? Mm-hmm. So that they all realize that you, you, you are all together. Because together. that's how the person is. They are interested in you and they are coming. And the others are concluding that, oh, you are more attached to this one than you are to her. So it's, it's like I said, it's a tough call. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I, I, I think that in trying to manage the temperaments, we need mm. to be extremely careful. Okay. We need to get to the point where we explain exactly what it is that we are doing because okay. like we are all saying mm. they are not the same mm. so we you can't have one fit for one size all, fits all. Fits for all. Mm. you may have to vary it along the line and okay. doing that variation if yes. you're not very careful someone can misconstrue that okay. to be uh, favoritism yes, because okay. the way i'll deal with a May not be the same, the same as, as I deal with B. Yes. That is why beyond all that, like you said, we should have those conversations yes, yes. with them so yes. they can understand yes. exactly what it is that okay. we are doing and where mm. we are coming from so mm. that in their minds, they don't think that this is it. Because some of them will not talk. Yeah. They won't say anything. They will keep mm. it to themselves. Mm. And as they grow... Then the, the, the wedge begins. Sure. So what, 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 what is your opinion, Mama Fu, on this? Do you think we need to treat every child equally or treat every child fairly. I was just, just coming to that. You've taken the words literally oh, out of my sorry. mouth. Yes, yes, yes. You see, there's a difference between equality and fairness. Okay. So the aim for every parent yes. is not to be equal okay. in dealing with their children. Okay. 
the different job. But to be fair, okay. but sometimes you will need to explain. Mm. Okay, you okay. need to explain. So there's one child, two, two, one child commits an offense. Mm. Okay. Yes. A cannibal offense. <laughs> okay. Okay, one child of, uh, commits an offense. And because of the temperament and everything of that child, yes. that child can only be corrected by caning. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Next month, another child commits that offense. Mm. And because of that child's character and temperament and all that, yes. that child can be corrected just by scolding. Okay. So this child will say, Mommy, I did say you came here. Mm, you know. Mm. But so you have to find a way of explaining. Okay. Because if the child who for whom scolding will do, yes. if you cane that child, that child will see it as excessive. Okay. And therefore will end up being bitter. Okay. Okay. Mm. So you will need to explain that I did this because you, you are like this, 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 this. Okay. And then I treated this one this way because this one is like this. So that's it. I mean, um, I remembered, I noticed very, very young that Mm. my my child, my firstborn, Mm. I noticed very young, he was the baby on my lap, like maybe six months or eight months or Mm. something. So when he's eating, you're feeding him solid food with a spoon and he won't... He's not eating. He doesn't want to open his mouth. Yeah. All I needed to do was to open my eyes wide at him <laughs> and do, hey! and, that was and immediately his, his mouth, he'll open his mouth wide <laughs> okay. and, and I mean crying. Okay. And then I put the food inside, okay. then you eat it. And he's doing it and I just open my eyes wide again. Mm. Hey! Oh! <laughs> then I put the food in. So I noticed at that very tender age okay. that this child sensitive. Does, is sensitive, doesn't mm. like rebuke. Aha. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he's grown up with it. Okay. So I treat him differently. Okay. The other one too is, I don't care. <laughs> I mean, really, really, I don't care. Scold him, blast him, this thing. And the very next minute, he's very fine. No, he's very fine. on a dog's back, eh? Yes, he's very, very fine and... You know, mm. everything is normal. Okay. Nothing has happened, you know. Okay. So I can't treat them the same. Okay. So we will need to explain. So mm. I'm saying again that it's not equality. Okay. One size does not fit okay. all. Okay. It is fairness. Mm. What is fair mm. for each child? Okay. okay. So there are some people who by just naturally, maybe yeah. by the way, way they walk or something, yeah. Their sp- shoes get spoiled very quickly. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I know. Their shoes just get spoiled very quickly. So you find that you're having to buy this okay. one shoes more, more often than the rest. Okay. The rest cannot say that you've bought him yeah, shoe you love him three more. times, mm. three times in three months or ten. So mm. we told me to I need three mm. shoe pairs of shoes. Mm. No, because you don't need it. Your shoes are not torn or worn out. Mm-hmm. You know. So it is fairness. And not equality. Fairness and not equality. Let, 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 let me just yes. add that we had an example like that where mm. maybe three siblings mm. and the opportunity came for one to school out there. Okay. Mm. And you know, the first went out. Mm. And now second and third mm. are thinking that it is not fair. Mm. Because they they, also they, have, to, they, they have to school here in Ghana. So again, like she said, 
the explaining bit is very, very important. Maybe mm-hmm. something happened, an opportunity came, yeah. and they took advantage of it. Because okay. going for maybe, um, when you get a scholarship, it's different yeah. from when you have to pay That's for the fees. That, that one is, that is, is it's not a big yeah. difference. Yeah. It's a big one. Yeah. So if you don't explain, mm-hmm. then two and three and four and five will think that. We like that one more sure. than this. So I think it's, it's, it's awesome. Uh, I think they're getting somewhere. There's, so, there's something yes. I wrote I want to read uh, about okay. the sibling love thing. Okay. The, the sibling love is a pathway, as I prepared, um, the sibling love is a pathway towards a healthy human bond. Okay. It is a very important thing, mm. you know, mm. with all the fairness and all that. When you love your sibling, yeah. you know, even Bible says that we should love <coughs> your neighbor as yourself. Mm. When you see siblings who love, I, I know this family, they are all girls, okay. but they love themselves so much. So they know that one told me that with their spouses, yeah. their spouses know that if you buy something <laughs> for your spouse yeah. and it's nice, most likely your I spouse will, will, will not end it. up using it because when they come to you, when they, they like each it. other, yes, if you don't have a second one, then I'm taking, I'm taking one. And that's the life they've lived. Okay. And, and they they are used to that. They love themselves so much. They look out for the best for their sibling. Yeah. We have that one too. Okay. And it's, it's a good pathway for bonding. If you live like that, mm. your spouses who come in, no matter where they come from, yeah. you realize that because of your bond already, it also draws them in. You become part of it but is somehow. It, so you move that to the second part of our conversation wonderfully. Is it every spouse who liked it? Because you say live and cleave. Or the concept of marriage for most is that your spouse becomes your number one priority. So now you are you have a sister love and you want to show affection <coughs> to your sister. And then the husband feels threatened. He feels that, no, your sister is still closer to you than he is. How does that dynamic play out? Who wants to take uh, Isaac or Morfo? Well, then, then he has to up his game. <laughs> really? Really so? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you see, in, in Ghana, in our culture, yes. you marry into a family. Okay. Yes, you are married to your wife. It's mm. The two of you are the couple and, mm. you know, building a life together. But you've married a wife who is very close mm. to her siblings. Okay. You, you should not in any way try to <laughs> break that closeness or dissolve yeah. it or weaken it or something. Okay. Um, go along with them. I mean, how do I explain it? Don't, don't, don't compete mind. with them. Okay. Don't compete with them. Yes, your wife is, you know, you're close. But if you find that your wife is closer to her siblings than she is to you. Yeah. That's what I mean by up your game. Okay. So draw your wife to yourself. Okay. Get her involved in your life. Talk mm. to her. Converse with her. Mm. Make her your priority. Make you her priority. So you just have to up your game. But you can't compete. You know, you can't compete with um, with yes. your yes. wife or your sibling mm. and her siblings. Okay. Okay, join in the game. You can't beat them, so join them. Yeah, join them. For me, for me, um, the man would have to be deliberate and intentional about connecting, yes. because it's it's a new relationship. Connecting with whom? His wife or the wife's His wife? His wife. Okay, yes. Because but- you are starting a new relationship, you need to build upon it from one level to the other. So we cannot compare that kind of relationship with what the siblings have had over 
so many years. They have a sure. history. They have a history. So every family have their own history. Sure. So siblings have their own, own sure. history. Sure. Yeah. So it's going to be difficult to deal with that immediately. So, like she said, you need to up your game. You need to connect more and ensure that you get her into your space. But again, I also want the siblings to also understand that she has moved to the next phase of her life. She is starting a new family. So, we also have to give them space. 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 <laughs> You understand what I'm saying? Not, yes, not, yes, it's not to say, not it's to say, it's an order, it's an order, it's an order. So that, do, no, 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 no. Yeah, give me allowance. Sure, please. Let them also, uh, start, uh, <laughs> else you always be, um, in their space and it becomes, uh, uh difficult. I, I like this scenario where twins, eh, they identical twins, one by and the other was not by it. Yeah, they were living in the same house. Oh, in the morning, what about that? Uh, you jump and go and sleep in between them, the, 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 the two. Wow. <laughs> so you have to, especially twins, I hear sometimes some of them behave yeah, like that. Like so you have to them. learn how to work nice. with the two of them. Mm. Not One is your wife, all right. Mm. One is the sister. Mm. But then they are so connected mm. in such a way that um, you have to, like <laughs> Mama Fo said, up your game. You, you okay. should know how to open up and accept them the way they are and fit for them as you have to one as an in-law one as a as, as a as a spouse so it's not that easy but i think that um as an individual once you go into a any marriage um certain know that you are in a new playing field and you have to play according to the game uh, the rules of the game okay. uh-huh. so you have to look at the rules of that family and see how you can fit in and play your game as as much as you are you are doing that as a couple with your spouse. So you can't sit back and say that I'm not happy the way they relate and all that. You can't take that from them. It's a bond that you can't... Some, the bond, it's a bond. It's difficult to separate it. Yes. So you have to so, so learn where, how so. to. Um, the only thing is that mm-hmm. maybe some of the things that would be an advantage to you, to you is that you'll be in the house together with the person now more so as you spend more time together doing things together you will start building a new bond which will kind of make the other one become uh, subservient if i should say use that word Is become a little bit tamed down as you build yours because when you come in straight away you don't expect that the bond will be so um the glue will be so thick that it will take time to build when you go into a family that is, I mean, everything is fine. But let me just add that, you see, you also have to be wise. So let's say me, I'm coming into, I'm, I'm to my marriage. But at the same time, I've got a very, very, very close relationship with my siblings. Okay. It is incumbent on me to be wise in dealing with them. So let's say your husband is home, whatever time of day, your husband is home and you spend one hour on the phone with your sibling. With your sibling. Mm. I don't think, and you do that regularly. Yeah. I don't think that's wise. If okay. you need to spend time with them on the phone, for example, mm. do it when your husband is away. Okay. Okay. That's, okay. that's, that's, that's just wisdom. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. just wisdom. Yeah. So that your husband, because of that, you give him real cause to yeah. be jealous. Mm. Yes. You give him real cause to be jealous. And if, Something is happening on your side of the family. He's he's reluctant to join you because once he's coming with you, you're going to be all over with all your siblings Mm. to his neglect. So we need to be wise and play our 
Yes. So uh, again, again, mm. we need to be intentional about this. Okay. okay. So we can have a situation like this where the husband closes from work, has to go through the mom's end, <coughs> find something to eat mm. before oh. he gets home. Why doesn't okay. his wife cook for him? Mm. Okay. So that's that's the beginning. Yeah. So he has just moved and he's still so attached, attached to their that, mother. And and that's where it starts. Yeah. So if you don't work at it, mm. actually I've moved on. Yes. Yes, I love my mom's new face. She's a new face. Now, Mm. let me, let me avoid doing that. Mm. If you're not intentional, deliberate about it, over time, it may become a problem. Okay. Okay. So for me, it's a good thing, but we need to work hard at it. That's what I'm saying that even for your spouse, you need to, you need to work at it. Mm. Even siblings. I have a sibling who comes by and never eats. If he's going to eat anything, it has to be something they pick, like, um, Maybe you have some biscuit there or something, bread or something. But mm. you tell you have to go and eat my wife's food. Mm. Mm. He's so, a very wise man. Yeah, exactly. so, 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 so you won't so, come and eat your fufu and a benkwine to fill his stomach. So, uh-huh. But something that you can just pick on to eat on the way. Then or, the yeah. second phase is yeah. where you bond with the siblings. Mm. So you are now you are now joining <laughs> yourself to, to your, another family. Yeah. It's not just about your wife. Okay, it's about. The others. Yeah, 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 the so others. how do you ensure that you have, you, mm. sure, you have a, a very good relationship with them? You can mm. walk in any time. They can come around and all that. So, I mean, in the process, you get to do a few things. Mm. Rather than saying that um, now that we are married... Um, Save it. You know, that, that, that's going to be a challenge. <laughs> so we, we need to work around, around it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> i also that's say to add to um, how to keep the connection between you and your in-laws or yes. yeah it's in-laws mm. you you also can organize another for your your spouse not to be going all the time today or you can organize things and invite them to your house okay which will happen oh we are doing some fufu this uh sack coming saturday everybody come around you know <coughs> all that kind how of how about thing. if you can't stand them you can't stand so that one is a problem the, uh, we, may have, we may have another dimension if if a spouse yes. believes that there's some form of advice mm-hmm. coming from a certain quarters, quarters that is, is impacting yes. negatively on the marriage. marriage, then it becomes a problem. I don't want to see your sister mm. for for that reason. Mm. That the moment they come, the next time your wife has fun. You used to you used to accept Tengana. And the moment the sister comes and goes, no, this Tengana thing must stop. Yeah. <laughs> so so we also want to be very careful. Yes. We may get to that point where it's like I'm not comfortable with the way you with, relate. You, the way you relate with your siblings and all that mm. may be difficult, but then the interest now is your marriage. Mm. That's the first point of call. Mm. You are connected first to your spouse, and so that understanding must must prevail. Else, you will choose your siblings over your spouse, over yeah. your spouse. and that can also become a major challenge. Awesome, and Mama. <coughs> yes. Uh-huh. We, we, okay. we, we'll be going for a short break. When we come back, you know, I was reflecting once. And talking to a couple, and I had this expression. We use the word quite a bit to the bond. But I got to understand that, naturally, the blood connection mm. over the time keeps us closer. But marriage is a bond connection. Because there's no blood connection in marriage most of the time. So <laughs> the effect is that, naturally you taper towards the blood connection. Similarly, when children even are born, 
you have you realize that sometimes a couple maybe at loggerheads or not getting along well or have strange or great differences but they all put their focus on their blood their interaction or their connection with their children so that's one one of the things i would like us to look at getting to the latter part of the conversation how we can manage the bond relationships and the blood, blood relationships okay. so let's hear what carrie underwood says our mommy's song and then we'll come on back you can reach us with your whatsapp or telegram messages on what we are discussing share your thoughts and your questions and your opinions with us on zero five four nine nine eight six nine nine six i'm in the studio with mrs Saki, mrs ofori Okra, and mr isaac omari kuranting we are having a wonderful time please get to us on zero five four nine nine eight six nine nine six either whatsapp or telegram and we will be happy to share with Alice as well. So let's hear Mama's song by Kyrie Underwood, and we'll be right back. You just don't think when your child is small that in just a few years it's going to be completely different. And you look back and say, where did that time go? It goes by fast.
Carrie Underwood says, Mama, you taught me to do things right. So now you have to let me, let your baby fly. You've given me everything that I would need to make it through this crazy thing called life. And I know you watched me grow up and only want what's best for me. I want you guys to take note of that word. You only want what's best for me. Does the interest of parents come in when they find that maybe their daughter or son is being maltreated? Should they come in? Do they have the right to come in? Or the boundaries declare that once you are married, it's just the two of you. No third party, no parent, no no siblings will be able to interfere. Okay, just, and I think I found the answer to your prayers. And it's good, so good. He treats your little girl like a real man should. He's good, so good. He promises, he makes promises, he keeps. Alright. So you see, this song is trying to bring the dynamics of what we are talking about. The issue of the place of the parents this will be in the marriage of their children. So as a concerned mother or father, you see that no, your your daughter is being controlled or maltreated by the, the spouse. Do you have the right to intervene or it should be all hands off because she's set off on a new course and the best you can do is just to hope, or at best to pray. <laughs> what do you say? Okay, for for me, um, I think that it is very important that we we identify all the relevant stakeholders mm-hmm. in the marriage. Okay, there's no way you can do away with our parents. Mm-hmm. We can do away with our in-laws, mm-hmm. and um, even our pastors and others who are quite um, critical when it comes to. The institution of marriage. Mm. So yes, um, you become the new board of directors when you, <laughs> you are married. Now you have to do your own thing and all that. But I think that you still need um, the support systems to work for you, especially in our jurisdiction. Okay. It's very important. So we need to watch the approach in dealing with these problems. Okay, we do not want a situation where in-laws are all over the place trying to dictate the pace of the marriage, mm. trying to tell you what to do, the schools your children should attend, mm. and, and, and then everything. It mm. becomes too overbearing. Okay. But then if we can find the right way to deal with those problems, I think we are good to go. Because every parent would have the interest of <clears throat> their children at heart. Okay. I would not want my, my son to be married to uh, a, a woman who don't really have any values or will create problems for for, for, for him. So mm-hmm. we all care about what will happen to our children. My problem is that how do we go about dealing with some of these things? Okay. Else, if we don't use the right approach, it may seem like you have hijacked um, someone's marriage mm-hmm. and you want to force your, your, your decisions on them. So for me, it's the approach. Okay. You call whoever is um, affected in that particular situation and try to have a one-on-one with them. I call that the honest conversation, or okay. even the two of them. Okay. Let them know that, look, I'm interested in what is happening. Yes. I want to ensure that we get to the bottom of this matter, mm. deal with this matter, so that your marriage can move on from where it is to a desirable level. So okay. for me, I think that we need to watch the approach. So in your opinion, it's not a no-no. It's not out of place for a concerned parent, parent to be able to have interactions with other as a child or 
uh, a spouse and the spouse-in-law about their concerns. Sure. Once it's done appropriately, appropriately. it's not that you're overstepping their bounds. No. Okay. Well, what do you think? I think I I disagree slightly. Well, this it's not it's not there are no hard and fast rules, <coughs> but generally, yeah. family members must be left out of problems in marriage. Okay. Generally, I'm saying generally. Okay. Uh huh. Um, because. They may be viewed, they have your interest at heart, yeah. but will that interest be appreciated by both the both sides? You know, will it be appreciated? Mm. So as much as possible, leave the parents out. When it is problems, okay. discuss it with somebody, trusted, wise friends mm. or those who have experience in marriage, okay? Mm. Um... Yeah, I mean, I, I think that so, they shouldn't get involved in, unless so, you talk about, to me more specific. How about the case where, you know, um, I think I was speaking about support systems. How about in the case where you have young children and then you need grandma to come take care of them? Yeah, but that's... So, so for that one, when you need <laughs> grandma, grandma should come and carry that out. But if grandma thinks that you're not talking right to her, her daughter, I mean, and she's not coming in the way she is with her daughter, if she finds her daughter doing something wrong, she would politely bring it to her daughter's attention. So is it? Yeah, but you're it, talking it, it, about it, her daughter. So now uh -huh, it's not so, a question so, of in-law. So that's what I'm coming. No, so I'm I'm bringing the, the the scenario. So that, is it then out of place for grandma, in the same tone and posture of being a mother mm -hmm. and a mother-in-law mm -hmm. as such, mm -hmm. calling the son-in-law and saying, "Oh, I think that the way." You no, guys argue no, it's that. wrong. You, you think, I think it's you wrong. You think grandma should not do no, that? No, she should not. Why so? You see, um, the when you are dealing, it doesn't matter how close you are to your in-law. Mm. It doesn't matter how close you are to the, your in-law. Mm. When there's a problem, yes. it is best that the family member deals with it. So, for example... Um, a mother-in-law sees that, okay, a mother <coughs> sees that her daughter mm. does not treat her husband right. Okay. It is very much in the place of the mother to talk to her daughter okay. because it's her daughter. Her daughter can, she can talk to her daughter kind of anyhow. Or her daughter can you know, throw her off and it won't be a big problem. Mm. But it doesn't matter how close this same mother is to her son-in-law. Mm. I mean, they can be the best of buddies. But if he sees the son-in-law is not doing something right, mm. it is not, ideally, it is not in her place to correct the son-in-law. Pass the correction through your daughter. In the event that the daughter may not be able to play that role, because she's coming as a mother. Yes. Who's how has experienced being married? She's seen that this road you are traversing as my son and in quotes my son in law mm -hmm. may bring harm not just to yourself but to your spouse and maybe to the entire family. Or are you saying then that she should still stay clear of and leave it to a third party, maybe a counselor, maybe somebody else? 
like I'm saying, this is not this is not cast in <coughs> stone. Okay, it's not cast in stone. But you are going to tell your son-in-law something that is a bit unpleasant. Mm. You know, something that you're going to correct him or something. How will he take it? He may take it, but he may advise himself that okay, you know, and it's human nature. Once yeah. I give you an inch, you're going to take more. Mm. So this time you've come into my space and you've come to correct me. Fine, it's good. Next time, you will feel that sense of duty and responsibility to do it again and again and again. And you'll be crossing your boundaries. So I think that ideally, I'm not saying that all, all, all the time. There may be exceptions to the rule. But ideally, go through your your son or your daughter to correct the problem. If your son or daughter is unable to correct the problem, ask your son or your daughter to take this issue to somebody else. Okay. In the first place, does your son or your daughter see it as a problem? Okay. If they don't and you see it as a problem, then it's not a problem. Because they are, they are overbearing parents. Yes. Like so leave but them to, in the case to, to where the solve their own problems. Your to you. I don't expect the daughter to go and express a problem to the mother. That is where we are. That's, okay, so that, that's, that's on, where the On the ground, yes. I mean, it, 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 it's happening. Yeah. So they always go back to parents. Maybe they'll come to us also. Um, so when the, the issue happened, I, I reported it to my, my mom, to my mom my dad. and my dad. And they said, we should do this. Or they mm. called for a meeting mm. and all that. But still, mm. we are not making any headway. Mm. So on the ground, um, a lot is happening. Yeah, mm. but we, People are getting back to their yeah. I think it should be parents, discouraged. Um, so let's say help. a husband is not providing financially, is mm. not providing enough, or he mm. can do better. Mm. He can do better. Mm. So... You are hard up. Mm. I really don't think you should. Yeah, your parents are the natural whatever that you want to go to. But it will create problems. It will create problems. So discuss it with somebody else. You have trusted adults, couples who are wise. Um, you talk, <clears throat> Excuse me. Your parents, your, your husband is not providing for you unless your parents are able to. So then now they start supporting you financially. They are driving a bigger wedge into your marriage. Okay. In the event that that help is needed, should it be avoided? Is it cut once again dry? Or you can bring it to your husband's att attention that daddy and mommy want to support us. Or must you not take any support from daddy and mommy, even though you need it? Because you are married. And you are making a life together. I, I think that you need a lot of wisdom. Okay. In marriage, nothing is set in stone. Mm. It's, a, it's about wisdom. You should know when you get what. Um, in the first case where the issue has to do with either your husband or something, I think when you get into every family, there will be at least one person that you will really bond with. Okay. Very, very much. Mm than the other other ones so more than the other ones so um when a thing like that is happening instead of you telling your mother or your letting your parents come in mm. i would rather use it through his side the so person like a i am sibling or a sibling okay. yes I will an always in -law keep relation. Them, especially mm. the parents i'll keep them out because okay. you know we are so dear to our parents mm. and no matter the situation a parent will immediately take it in the side of her child or his okay. child 
So, um, yeah, some are very objective. Mm. But, I mean, to just keep their minds clean and uh, uh, um, sort of away from any... Let me just interject. Yes, Mm. some are very objective. Mm. But will the in-law appreciate that that objectiveness? I'm saying that some are very objective, but still, you have to try and take that thing because in the, all these things that we tell people, they are seeds we grow. Mm-hmm. You don't want to grow any, plant any seed in your parents' mind that even your marriage is for them to start looking. Mm-hmm. Maybe they are not looking, but then they will start looking, you know, by you going to them and telling them things and all that. So it will be better if you work it through his side, somebody who that he listens to in the, in her, on his side that you are close to. If it, is, it needs that, that the person doesn't want to listen to you, otherwise you have to handle it yourself okay. and try and work at it. And interesting. I also, yes, I also okay. think that um, when it comes to, um, we mentioned something like sometime the person, your, your, your sibling or whatever would be know what is happening. Sometimes you even tell your sibling mm-hmm. and your sibling would go and tell your parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it, can, it can happen because <laughs> okay. you are close to a very, you're one of your sibling, your sibling, and yeah, then you yeah. share your problem and before you realize mommy knows about mm-hmm. it or daddy knows about mm-hmm. it. So we have to be very careful. Where we have, especially sometimes when we have uh, different levels in as families in our marriages and all that, well, your sibling can come and tell you, oh, my husband bought me this and did that for me. Mm-hmm. And I, You should be wise what you also see. Mm-hmm. I know somebody that their sister like doing those kind of things. Okay. She also says, hey, me too. Even if, if her husband hasn't bought anything, mm-hmm. hey, me too, my <laughs> husband went and bought me this. You should come and see. I have this, I have that. And, and make you also feel that she too. You can't come and play your... So that's what I'm saying. You, it, you have it's, to use wisdom okay. to balance out such things. And like uh, Mama Fo said, is it is it a problem? Is your problem a real problem? In advocacy, um, I did something in advocacy, and they always say that sometimes you see people advocating for something. It might not be an issue, but they're advocating for it. Mm-hmm. You have to go to the bottom and see whether the issue or supposed issue is an, a real issue by finding out from people. All these kind of things. So you want to talk about something and you, from your perspective, you think that, oh, this man is not treating my daughter well or this woman is not treating my uh, my son well because yeah. I used to feed him 6 o'clock in the morning for his <laughs> breakfast, 12. And so I, I based on that, that you are judging. Mm. Yeah. So it has to be um, an issue, real issue, before you can even approach. And I think that it's good that you approach it through your child, no matter how close you are with the person, because the other spouse, you know, some spouses are so close with their in-laws that they even defer to them like their own, mm-hmm. more yes. than their moms mm-hmm. and all that. Yes. Uh-huh. Those are the one and exceptional, exceptional cases. cases, maybe, just maybe. But even when you are going there, you have to be very, okay. very careful. So I want to bring two scenarios up, and these are real-life stories for the first one. There was a case where... A man goes to, it's alleged that a man goes to report at a police station where in the community they live in that his wife fell down the stairs and got hurt and eventually died. Only for the man and his son, that is the in-laws of the man who went to report, to say that no, the lady had spoken to the brother previously and had narrated to him how the husband had been physically abusing her, beating her. <coughs> and he had said she should leave. And she said, no, go with the children, she won't leave. And the father had gotten wind of it and had even tried to drive to the house to take his daughter out before the guy killed her. Now the case is in court. But what it appears that 
it's appearing that he beat her causing that she fell down the stairs and the process she got hurt and she died is it out of place for a father to come in and say you can't kill my daughter even though she's married to you physical abuse is it a case of the blood and the bond physical abuse is an exception to the rule domestic abuse domestic violence and abuse yes so to what degree is it only just physical how about verbal how about neglect how about neglect where a husband punishes his wife because he's unhappy about something or she not do something that he wants so economic abuse does not give anything meanwhile he says be a stay-at-home mom and now he deprives her of the very basic necessities should a parent come in or must they look for a third party in the event that the husband is not listening should the parents stand by and fold their hands and say okay you are married you are an adult you are an eagle now you must fly like the song was saying let your daughter fly it's a tough one okay, so there are many avenues mm. you can use to deal with the problem mm. um, you still have other people who you can talk to okay. if we think that you're not comfortable with, with one mm. let's use the other avenues because at the end of the day we are seeking to resolve a problem okay so if there is a problem we must find a solution if going to your parents yes. is not the first point of call mm. we must still find a solution okay. and what i don't like happening these days is that mm. you have couples who say that oh we are old enough to manage our own affairs mm. let's manage no. it let's manage it and sometimes you you, Usually it's the men who you don't know and you you don't know and, and you tell anyone else. about our problem mm. I'm out. Or you're it's out. the men who are sure. guilty of that. Sure. Mm. So it the means that we extent. must find ways to allow our children mm. or whoever it is to air out what they are going through. I mm. think about two years ago, we saw someone on social media, a lady who died. I think the husband was abusing her all these years. Mm. They have Nigeria. pictures from friends. Mm. Mm. Yeah. This year, uh-huh. So and we got to see the pictures after mm. after she she died. Mm. Okay, so. It's not about parents, but let's open up so that when something is not working right. well, yes. where do we go to? Okay. Who do we talk yes. to? Mm. So that we, we get to the point where we deal with the issue ASAP. Okay. And as a parent, I mean, I, how would I take it? Mm. If I'm the last person Who, to know to that, know my that daughter was being, being abused, abused maybe over five years and I don't know what is happening. And she's died as a result. You see, I think that physical abuse, yes, we have emotional, financial abuse, but physical abuse, that one is a no, 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 no. Okay. All of it. So, well, all of it. It covers each one of them is not excusable. Yeah. The unfortunate thing is that when people are being abused, sometimes they become strong head. Hmm. You tell them that this thing is not going to end you well. So take a decision about it. And people will just um how do you submit to it and, 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 and stay there and nurture it, if I should say, allow it to happen to them over and over again until they are destroyed. Mm. Because sometimes it might not be that they will push you to die, but then mentally you will be out of sort. Exactly. Like you guys lighting. So, and, and you know, so when it's abuse, yes. domestic violence and abuse, you have to reach out for help. Definitely you, you have, have to, to reach, reach out. out for help. But where you reach out, if you have your family there, that's supportive. I think your family is the first to go to. Otherwise, there are places where you can, Dove Sue is there. There are places you can go and talk to. And they might give you counsel or even your church, your your pastor, not in anybody anyway. You have to get people who have the expertise because sometimes you can 
talk to anybody and then your matter will be all over the place. Some pastors don't have expertise. Yeah, Quite saying, a lot of them don't have expertise. I'm saying those who have the expertise. Yeah, that's what I said. Counselors. Yes, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Those who have the expertise. So you have to find... You see, you see why, why I'm bringing this thing up is because it's becoming one too many. And you ask yourself that is it the case like we spoke about the foundation that people have such unhelpful habits that when they carry it into marriage instead of the two becoming one and becoming a branch on the big family tree they rather create a wedge between themselves and their spouses and sometimes guys guys like them they show narcissistic behavior they control them they abuse them and 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 they they they, 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 they play the traditional card where if you don't do what i want then you are going to be suffer something. Yes, suffer some consequences. And so, more often than not these days, you see people who are in work, are in different various places of life, and are not happy. A lot of women, so to speak, there are a few cases of men too, but the statistics speaks against more women, more women going through it. They lose their self worth because they go through extreme emotional abuses. There are men who sleep with their wives in the same room, will not touch them. They are angry with them, will not eat their food. So why should a woman go for help? If her, if her, if her support system, like uh, Adek is saying, is her family, yeah, are we saying that they should be measured and rather look for a friend or a counselor rather than go to the family because the family may overreact? Or like a father would take a gun and say, hey, wait, wait, give my daughter, <laughs> give, give my daughter, otherwise, <laughs> I think you should look at the kind of parent you have. Okay, you you so. know your parents. You know that some people is like they snap like that. Mm. So you should know. As I say, you should know who you talk to. Mm. Even in the family, mm. maybe one sibling might be the one who has that ability. An auntie, an uncle. Auntie, yes, a family member that you know. Because usually, you know, even in our traditional setting, when you marry, mm. usually. I don't know about mm-hmm. others, but find, uh, they, yeah. they, they would put somebody, not your parents, yeah. they would give you some people, uh, they say that, was it our nature? There are so, people that yes. they will give you, elderly people who are experienced, and then when you have issues, they say, defer to them, don't go to your parents. Whenever you have pe- uh, any issue, you defer to those people first, before. So you mm-hmm. might have those people there, whom you can talk to, and, 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 Defer to I think such what, we're, and all that. what okay. we are all saying is that by all means seek help, help. seek help, so keep it to yourself. Okay. And I want to say that yeah. you see, to a large and a large extent, mm. it's the men mm-hmm. who don't want to seek help. Okay, okay, and it's the men who Call threaten their people. wives. Mm. And if you tell anybody mm. this, you see what I'll do. You mm. know, I'm not in for this. You know, yes. why? You know, so um, um, by all means, seek help. By all means, seek help. Seek help, like Mary Rose is saying, be wise. Know who you talk to. But I, depending on what what the case is, I would say that as much as possible, parents should not be the first port of call. Maybe a sibling, an uncle, an auntie, you know. On the note of the sibling. <laughs> I, I'm just looking at a scenario and that was my second point I was going to come to where maybe that sibling has direct or indirect benefits from this her sibling that is married to you hmm. 
and so is a snake and a pillow. You say the snake and a pillow is what? You say snake and a pillow is what? Snake and a grass. Snake and a grass. Yeah, the mingle the grass. But snake and a pillow, it will bite you for your way. Okay, so, so, so then so, don't so, go to that. No, side. no, no. That's what I'm saying. Snake and a pillow because she comes to you. I'm saying as she in this case, as if she cares about you. Oh, what's it? Oh, I'll mm. talk to him. So you confide in her, hoping brother. that she mm. will talk to her brother, mm. so that he will behave better. Mm. Then rather than tell her, she's rather pouring more fuel go into on. the fire. How does one navigate this in-law to uh, a sibling in-law rather than a parent in-law to come in to solve the issue? I don't think you're getting what I'm trying to say. Yeah, you, ha- you, ha- you have an issue with your spouse, yes, I understand. and so you instead of talking to your mother-in-law or your mother-in-law coming in, you, you to rather talk to your sister-in-law or your yeah. sibling-in-law, yeah. in hope that they will connect to their brother because brother. they are closer, <coughs> okay. and then address the issue. Then she go and, and then she or her brother. brother goes and because she has parochial interest, yes, and he believes him already, and then rather poisons the relationship. How? So how does one? Handle all these things. Do you need discernment? Or, I mean, how do you know that this, need, this is not under a snake and a grass, but they can appeal? You need discernment, one. Mm. But at the same time, I think you would have made friends with a person for a while before. Okay. Because uh, either she was even your friend before you married, mm. or you be, you became closer when you married. So mm. it's somebody you know. It's not just going to talk to a sibling of your spouse just because it's a sibling. No. Mm. It's a sibling of your spouse who is a friend. Okay. Who has become like a sister to you, okay. and you really know the, and can trust somebody you can vouch for. It's not just because it's a sister. No, if it's just a sister, and you don't have any relationship with any of the siblings. Mm. Go to the third party, okay. maybe an uncle, an auntie, mm. and all that. Uncle, auntie, they are a bit neutral on a d- neutral ground. So when they are talking, unless the person is the mogul of the house mm. or the of the family, and he's the one who takes care of everybody. Exactly. And then it becomes quite a problem because once you go and talk about the person, you uh, take your sustenance from you, your <laughs> support system from you. No money is coming, nothing. And maybe that's where you, you, you feed. So then it becomes a problem. Then maybe you can go on to talk to your side of people or your side of family who is closer to him mm. or look for a counselor. Or so some, how about the yeah. How about this whole but Sometimes concept? when you go and talk to the counselor and yes. the counselor wants the man to come and the man will come. Will to come. That's, <laughs> a, that, that's another big issue that we are yeah. contending yeah. with is this. Yeah. Men yeah. who, people, mm-hmm. I don't want to say just say men, but people who will not submit themselves yeah. to help. Yes. You can see clearly that this person needs help, either psychologically, either emotionally, either both, or even sometimes okay. physically, and yet they will not submit themselves. Out, 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 because out, they've out been brought up to be selfish. Yes, either out of arrogance or out of pomposity, or out of, <laughs> of egoism, or whatever. They just will not bring them. So, and then marriage is suffering. You see, people these days, a lot of people yes. these days, are not committed mm. to their marriage. Okay. okay? Marriage is about sacrifice, it's mm. about understanding, it's mm. about um, reaching out for the other and all looking out for the other's needs and interests. Mm. But a lot of people go in and it's all about me. What's mm. in it for me? What okay. I, can I get from it? Okay. And it's a lot of people are very selfish and not committed. Mm. But if we understand marriage, that marriage is a commitment. 
marriage um, marriage is a covenant marriage is not a contract a contract okay. is if you do this then I do okay. this okay. if you don't play your part then I don't play my part okay. but that's not marriage marriage is covenant covenant you play your part okay. irrespective of, of what the other person okay. is doing okay. so it is a covenant mm. you covenant with yourself and with God and mm. to the other your spouse that mm. this is my role this is my responsibility and I will do it regardless of what you do or you do not do people are not committed I want to encourage listeners let's be committed to the marriage okay. most of us out there listening I'm sure had weddings you know what we try white weddings where we or you went to church you took vows in some form or shape, let's be committed to the marriage and to the vows that we have made because we will give an account of the vows that we made. The Bible, unfortunately, that's what I know. I mean, the Bible says better to better not to vow than to vow and not keep it. We 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 take our marriage vows so flippantly, you know, because we have to say it. So 